Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. And we thank you for this opportunity to look into your word. We thank you for an opportunity to have worshipped you in our giving. And as we look into this word, God, that it will fall upon the good soul of our hearts, that you will be able to cause a great tree to be manifest in our lives that is solid in your word. We thank you and honor you for this time to come together, that our ears will be attuned to your voice, our eyes will see your face, and that we will know beyond a reasonable doubt that you are the king of all flesh. We thank you and honor you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. We are into our third episode of our series called Watch Your Mouth. We have gone through this and we are discovering the fact that in this we can discover that there's some things about us that we need to make some adjustments on. There are some movements that we need to make. And in this third episode, my opening statement is this. If we can learn to discipline our speech we can discipline our whole lives for God's glory. So we must strive to eliminate any type of speech that does not glorify God. Let me say it again. If we can learn to discipline our speech, we can discipline our whole lives for God's glory. We must strive to eliminate any type of speech that does not Glorify God. If you will recall on our first episode, we talked about you are what you speak. You are what you speak. And then we went on to last week, we talked about the need for control. Now this week is going to be very interesting because the title for this week is one or the other. One or the other. Our definitions are, watch is to be attentive or vigilant, to keep guard, to keep someone or something under close observation. The mouth is an opening affording entrance or exit or voice or speech. Our next definition is blessing. Blessing is a declaration of divine favor or invocation imploring divine favor on some or something. A benediction, a wish of happiness pronounces. The next definition is cursing. Cursing is Dooming to evil, misery, or vexation. Let's jump into these scriptures for today. First scripture is going to be coming from, it's going to sound familiar because it's, I brought it over from last week. Proverbs, the 18th chapter, starting at the 20th verse. English Standard Version says, From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Then we're going back to James to finish up James's commentary on the tongue. James, the third chapter, starting at the seventh verse, going through the twelfth. The English Standard Version says, For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does the spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our heart in Jesus' name. Now let's talk about one thing or the other. One or the other. We talked about last week how we have to make this decision, but even in making the decision, we can't do it by ourselves. We need the Spirit of God to come in and assist us with taming one of the smallest parts of the body, but it has such a dramatic effect on the body. The tongue. Some of us even saying right now that I need to hear this, but I don't want to hear this. Because I know there are some things that I say that I may not really want to say, but they just come out. They just seem to flow, and it just seems to do what it wants to do at the time. And sometimes I'm even happy that I said it after I said it, but I realize it shouldn't have been what I said. Yes. Yes. And so what James is bringing out to us today is the fact that how is it that you can say such wonderful, magnificent, beautiful things about God, about the Father and all his creation. But then when you look at your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, your son, your co-worker, somebody that you can see, and you cannot give them the same level of Blessing that you give to God. James says, something about that ain't right. Like a friend of mine used to say, he said, something in the milk ain't clean. You, there's, a, there's this contrast, this contradiction to who we say we are and the actions that we take when we interact with one another. How can we who are 
made in God's image treat other God image bearers with such disdain that we don't recognize that they are created in the image of the one that every day we are praying and, and talking to and, and worshiping. But then when we look at other people, we don't see God's image. I think this is why Jesus brought up the point that we should bless those that curse us. Bless them and curse not. Paul in Romans said that when you treat the folks that have been jacking you up with love, respect, and courtesy, that it's like heaping fiery coals upon their heads. Now, I don't want you focusing on burning folks' scalps up. I want you to focus on you being godly towards them. The contradiction or the duality that we have in this situation is, how is it that the tongue can do these two things? Well, if you remember in our very first episode we talked about that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so if there is a blessing cursing situation coming out of the mouth there is some conflict going on in the heart so it's not necessarily a tongue issue it is a heart issue. There is something that is going on on the inside of you that is giving you a, 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 a opportunity or giving you this doorway that cursing can come out of your mouth when you just got done blessing the Lord. We have to realize that there's a root cause to this contradiction. As James said, how can a fig tree bear olives? How can that, how can that happen? I remember uh, when I was growing up, my grandmother's backyard had all kinds of, of fruit, very different fruit. She had grapevines, she had a pear tree, strawberries, pear tree, apple tree, and Strawberries is the vine. And so you would go back there and you knew what section that you were in, what the fruit was going to be. And so about this time in October, November, you go back there and she would be like, don't you pull none of that fruit off just yet because it's not ready. Now, you know when you're growing up that you're always smarter than the, the adults. So you would go out there and you would grab one of them pears and the pears would be a little bit hard, but you know, it would still be able, you'd still be able to eat it, right? Well, yes, you could eat it, but guess what happened about an hour or two later? You was usually running to the restroom because that pear was trying to get out your body because it wasn't prepared or your stomach or your system was not ready to process it. But just think if you go out there and you would go over to the pear tree 
and there be oranges on it. Now, that's impossible, and you would be scared because your expectation was a pear, but look at this, how I got this orange. Now, some of us would experiment and say, I'm going to see if this orange will taste like a pear, and others of us would run in the house talking about something wrong with your pear tree, Grandma. So it doesn't act the way it was designed to act. The root of it is pear, but it's producing oranges. So we got a problem right here. The problem is it is not producing what is the design for it to be. And James is saying you, you, that is impossible. It is impossible. How can a fig tree bear olives? Or how can a grapevine produce figs? How can fresh water and salt water come out of the same fountain? I, I, I'd say it had to have two different nozzles. but uh, Or, you know, instead of hot and cold, it's fresh and salty, it, it's got to be a switch or something in there, which then makes me say, do we have a switch in our heart where we sometimes we're fresh and we're, we're speaking life to people, and then other times we're just having that day, and we pull it on the salty side, and so, oh, you know what it made me think about that commercial. There's this commercial uh, called, uh, uh, what they things called? They start off sour and then oh, they're sweet. Sour, sour patch. See, I knew somebody knew what them things was. And they start off sour and then the next. But the commercial always cracks me up because they doing something devious. And then they be all nice. And I always think about that's how people are. They'll be all messed up and hollering. And then after a few minutes, then they try to be nice to you. Oh, don't try to be nice to me now. You already done got me in trouble. You already done did something to me. And sometimes we got the sour patch root in our lives. And when we have something in our lives that is not what we know that God desires for it to be, that means we need to do some cultivation. We need to do some work. We need to go in and work out that which is needing to be removed. So if we want to have the heart that follows after Jesus and reflects Jesus to those around us, it is not so much us having to keep our mouth shut. It's about us having to adjust our heart so there's nothing for the tongue to reference to in order to be contradictory in its delivery. It's something how we can be in a church service and or we can come be coming to a church service or a gathering and be arguing all the way there, get in the church service and have a wonderful time in the Lord, get back in the car and act like we didn't even go to the church service, pick up on the last bit of argument that we was and drive back home. 
That is the duality that I'm talking about. We shouldn't be able to be turning this on and off. That means there's something still in our heart that is not supposed to be there. Amen. If you have, there, uh, there was a song by um, the Jackson Five. The Jackson Five was a singing group before a lot of y'all were born. Um, and the Jackson 5 had this song that said, one bad apple don't spoil the whole bunch. But that's not 100% true. The way that it works, what had happened back in the day, they used to have apples in a big old barrel. And you would pull them out the barrel. If one of those apples got contaminated and started deteriorating, it started affecting all the apples around it. And then they would do like the Vival Sassoon commercial, which is before some of y'all was born. And it would contaminate more and more. And then the whole barrel would be contaminated. It's the same thing with our heart. Sometimes when we allow that negative, that cursing to be in our heart and do not deal with it, it then starts contaminating the blessing side of your heart. And so then you get embarrassed because you said something that you would not say to these certain people because of the contamination. I don't know why I said that. I, I, don't, know, I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. You wasn't thinking. Your heart is reacting to what is happening. And because it's reacting to what's happening, now you don't got yourself in a situation because now you don't have the facade that everybody uh, that you was trying to put up and make everybody think that you was acting. But now we know that you're not acting because you done said it. So we have now come to this point where James is saying, listen, we so good that we can, can we can tame any animal in the world. Any animal we can tame. If you go to Las Vegas, you heard of Siegfried and Roy. They had lions and tigers and bears, oh my, that they was training. And they would do a show and have these great animals doing different tricks. And you got a dog or a cat or a a little bit harder for cats, but uh, uh, one of the things that I, I, I know we had a cat that was visiting with us, and before he could go outside, the owner said, before he goes outside, he has to sit. And I was like, uh, I don't know, the cat ain't going to sit. But this cat learned how to sit before. He went, he'd be wanting to go outside, but he knew when you said sit and he didn't sit, he wasn't going outside. But anyway, the same, we can tame everything. We can tame our children or train our children. We can do all these things, but we cannot train our heart, which means we cannot train our tongue. See, James just said the result. I want us to look at the root. If we cannot tame our heart, train our hearts, discipline ourselves, then guess what happens? We get the fruit, which is what we say to others. And it's funny because you ain't fooling God. You coming up there blessing and praising him, and then you going to fight your brother and sister. That's a contradiction. It's this duality. It's this, this, this revelation of there is something in your roots that needs to be 
adjusted. Now, I'm not going to hold this much longer because I just got one more point I wanted to bring out today. Excuse me. It is, therefore, very funny to me that we had this, we have this, this thing today that we call multitasking. Now, let me tell you the real reason why multitasking became a, a, a thing to say. Multitasking became a thing to say because when we first started creating computers, a computer could do more tasks at one time. And so we just said, well, since our brain is like a computer, then humans can do that. Well, the problem is, number one, they done gave you more tasks but not no more money. The second thing is, your mind does not function that way. Whatever you focus on is what you are focused on. You cannot focus on two different things at the same time. That is, if you try to do it, you'll, you'll find out it can't happen. You know what? Let me prove it to you right now. Put two fingers in front of your face, right in front of your eyes. One on one hand, one on the other. Do it just like this, right? Now, you got the fingers in front of you, right? But you're not really seeing the fingers. You see, uh, you see that they're there. Look at one finger. When you look at one finger, the other one's kind of fuzzy, correct? You know why? Because you can't focus on two things. That multitasking is just a trick, y'all. They're just trying to make you do more work with the same amount of two cents that they've been giving you. So it's the same thing with us. You can't multitask being nice and being mean. It's not two things that you can do. You don't function that way. You're focused on one or the other. So if we are renewing our mind like the Bible says, if we are renewing our mind and not conforming to this world, not letting them put us in this box on how we should act, then what should be coming out of our mouth should be a singular reaction to everything. It should be a blessing, a word of encouragement, a word of hope that we speak to people that we interact with. Even when they do something jacked up. You know what I call my wife? When folks ask me about my wife, they say, tell us something about my wife. I say her nickname is Optimus Prime. Why? Because every situation, she always says something hopeful, something good about it. That's why I'm married to her. Because I'll come in there, I'll be not in the greatest of mood. She said, well, babe, what if they were trying this? And what if they, and, and, and I usually just be like, just be quiet. But now I have to kind of listen because I'm trying to get better in how I deal with people. And so when we always are putting hope, we're always looking for people to do better than their current position, we start speaking life into them, then the next thing we know, it becomes a part of our vernacular, becomes a part of how we say things. Instead of saying, uh, why you get a B, and making it sound uh, negative, it's like, oh, you got a B? Man, I'm so excited for you. I'm glad that you got this B. And, 
And we're celebrating instead of saying I'm disappointed that you didn't get an A. Let me get it. Let me let me do a little bit different for you, cause some of the kids is like, tell them, preacher. Uh, we sitting in there doing a project at work, and 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 and. and it doesn't come out exactly the way that we wanted it to. And uh, the person who gives you the project, the person that you tasked with the project, brings it to you, and you look at it, and it's not the way that you expected it. However, the result is what you needed. Now, there's two ways you can handle this. You can be salty, or you can be fresh. Just like the water. Salty is, well, you didn't do the calculations the way I told you to. And you could have did this. You, you could have pointed out all the things that they didn't do. But they got the result that you wanted. And then the other way that you could do is say, wow, okay, this is the result I was expecting. You kind of did some things some different ways, but I never thought about doing them those ways. But you got the result. You see the difference? What are we focusing on? Are we focusing on encouraging or are we focusing on condemning? What is coming out of our heart which is manifested in our tongue so that we're speaking to people? Are we giving them hope? Are we giving them life? Jesus said, I come that I might give you life and give it more abundantly. So that means he's come to be an encouragement to us. But he says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. Are you acting like the thief or are you acting like Jesus? Okay. I might have to do that with you one time. I'll do it real quick right now. So when Jesus was talking about this very situation, he said that I've come to give you life. But if everybody tries to say the thief is the devil, no, the thief is anyone that doesn't do it like Jesus. Okay, I knew that one was going to hit like a lead balloon. You trying to say it's the devil. No, Jesus saying it's anyone that is not speaking life and speaking the abundant life to others. He said the thief is the one that does not go in through the door, the one that tries to climb through the windows, tries to do a workaround. That's the thief. All right. I know y'all probably done turned me off. That's okay. But I just want you to understand that we have to do the cultivation of our heart so that our tongue will not be condemned or known for speaking blessings or cursings. You know there's some people that you say, it depends on what day it is when you go talk to that one. I remember back in some days, some of the mothers of the church, boy, you caught them at the wrong time, you're going to hear some words that you never thought a mother would say. And they tell you, take your little, and then they, they wouldn't say behind. they say some other words over there and sit down like I told you. And see, you looking at them like, but mother. Because if we do not do heart cultivation, what comes out of our mouth is attached to what's in our heart. And that ought not to be so. How can a grape tree grow pineapples? 
And I know there's no such thing as a great tree. Don't be writing me about that. That's why I said that. Okay. So folks is giving me eyeballs in the sanctuary, and I can feel y'all out there on Facebook land talking, looking at me all crazy. But I'm, my point is, we want to produce what is our root because that's what we do produce. You can say all day that you're an oak tree, but if you're producing apples, then you're not an oak tree, you're an apple tree. But I want to be an oak tree. I don't care what you want to be, what your root is, is that you're an apple tree. So if we are, I'm going I'm to finish with this. So if we are uh, made in God's image and likeness, that means we are supposed to be, striving to be, desiring to be like God. God's reflection of who he is on the earth is Jesus. So we should be like Jesus because he came to the earth to set the example for us so we know how we should be. Jesus said, bless them that persecute you, curse you, talk about you, say all manner of evil against you, bless them and curse not. Now I know somebody done rolled your eyes at me twice, but that's okay. Because we want to conform to the image of Christ so that God can use us to change lives of people that are all around us. The bottom line is this. One or the other. One or the other. That's your disposition. One or the other. Are you going to be known as a person that blesses? A person that curses? One or the other. Well, with that being said, I want to let you know that if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then we got a little something that we need to have a little discussion on real quick. And I ain't going to hold you too long, but I just need to have this discussion with you because in order for you to achieve what God has in this word for you to achieve, you have to have activated in your life the presence of his spirit. In order to get the presence of the spirit of God in your life, you have to accept the gift that he He's given you a gift in order to get the spirit of God activated in your life. And that spirit is, I mean, that gift is Jesus. Jesus has come into your desires to be a part of your life so that he can get you reconciled back to God. And when you're reconciled back to God, you are adopted into the family of God. Now, to receive this gift is not a very complicated thing. The Bible says it like this. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now that word saved means rescued, delivered, made safe. And what are you being rescued, delivered, and made safe from? The penalty of sin. Sin means you have missed the mark of God. And the penalty of sin is death. But the Bible says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, it's a gift. It's, it's all you got to do is accept it. 
The Bible also says that if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved, rescued, delivered, set safe. It's not a complicated, hard thing to do. I, listen, I know there's things going through your mind saying reasons why not, but that's that root that's trying to keep you divided, trying to keep you in this dualistic mindset, but God wants you to be singularly focused. Remember what we did with the fingers? You cannot be focused in two things. You only can focus on one thing at a time. We want to help you to change your focus from the things of this world to the things of the kingdom of God. And so with that being said, if this is the day that you have decided to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to let you know this is not an individual event. This is a team sport. We're in this together. We are in this with you. Our desire is to assist you into becoming all that God desires for you to be. And with that being said, I want to let you know that you can contact us either by email or by text message. You can email us at God, info at godshousecc.com. That's info at godshousecc.com. Or you can text us at 864-920-0100. Now, don't try to call us on the text line. It's the text line. It's only going to take text. So get in contact with us. Let us know that you made this decision today. We're going to come alongside you, assist you along this journey, because we want you to become all that God has desired for you to become. We want you to become the image of Jesus in God's kingdom so that you can reflect him to everyone that you meet and everyone that you encounter. Amen. Well, friends and family, that's it for episode number three, one or the other. You have work that you need to do and make the choice. My whole choice is that you'll choose blessing over cursing. And that you will allow yourself to conform to what that is as you cultivate your heart in order to fall into that. Next week is episode number four, which is our last episode for, of this series. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You need to tune in, come by 642 Fairview Road, check us out so that you can hear what episode number four is going to be. It's going to be our closeout. And then uh, we'll go on to our next episode after we have our guest for our fifth Sunday service. Man, this year is almost over. And we're almost starting a brand new year. But I want to encourage you to do the things to cultivate your life so that you can glorify God in your life. With that being said, till next week, God's blessings be upon you and Jesus' name.